Hello, everybody, and welcome to New Consciousness Review. I'm Miriam Knight, and our guest today is Diana Cooper. Diana is a therapist, a healer, and the author of several books, including 2012 and Beyond, The Keys to the Universe, Angel Inspiration, Discover Atlantis, Light Up Your Life, and A New Light on Ascension. Her new book is called Transition to the Golden Age in 2032. It offers a worldwide forecast for the economy, climate, politics, and spirituality. It's a totally fascinating book, and Diana, I am so pleased to have you with us today. Hello, I'm delighted to be here. Well, as you might hear from her accent, Diana is calling in to us from Born with England. Diana, my dear, how did you come to write Transition to the Golden Age? It followed as a natural sequence to 2012 and beyond. As soon as I'd finished that book, and, and then I wrote The Keys to the Universe, but people are asking so many more questions about what happened afterwards, what was going to happen in their part of the world, that I just ran on and wrote that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, Because I always work with my guides and angels. Ever since I had an angel experience 20 years ago, um, I have connected with my angels and written through what they have to tell me. You said you had an angel experience. Was this like a traumatic experience? Um, No, the actual angel experience was fantastic, but I was going through a traumatic time in my life getting divorced Mm -hmm. and I was at my wit's end. I couldn't see a future. I had no religious and no spiritual background. And nevertheless, when it came to the crunch, I just threw myself into a chair and said, if there's anything out there, show me. And a beautiful golden angel came into the room and took me by the hand and lifted me out of my body. And I flew with the angel for an hour around the universe. And it showed me my future. It showed me what I had to be doing. And I knew that I had got to make massive changes when it brought me back to my body. Hmm. And that was the start of a huge change in my life. It took me a long time to get there. But the angels came back 10 years later, and then they said, we want you to tell people about angels. Well, I said, no way. (laughs) Thank you. People think I'm nuts already. What will happen if I start talking about angels? Actually, it was 30 years ago, the experience. And so this is quite a long time ago, too. And um, they said, who is doing your work? Is it your ego or your higher self? And I said, point taken. And then they gave me a whole lot of information, which became my first angel book. And I've never looked back. My life changed. They started to work with me and help me in all sorts of ways. You know, it's so fascinating to hear people talk about these experiences because they manifest in many different ways. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, some people will, will communicate with angels. Other people have, have a guide. Other people discover that they have incredible healing abilities. That's right. That's right. Why it can you, be in, in many ways. Why do you think that at this time so many people are having these experiences? Well, because we are at the end of a 260,000-year cosmic era, and we all have to uh, move into the fifth dimension by 2032, when the new golden age starts, and there's a new blueprint for humanity. So everyone that's come here this time prepared for the new golden age is going to have to get their act together and wake up, and that's what the angels are doing. They're waking people up as fast as they can. And 11-11 was a huge, huge shift. I'm sure most people you knew went somewhere or meditated at 11-11 on the 11th of November last year. And that affected people, especially those who were already in the fifth dimension. 68% of them moved into ascension and people who were in the fourth dimension, a vast number of them moved into the fifth dimension, but there are still a huge number stuck in the third dimension and we are called on to use our light and to help them move up because they need a great body of people in the fifth dimension by 2012 
so that the planet can make its leap. See, 2012, this year, I mean, this year is the most incredible, incredible time that, that we've been waiting for for so long because it's the end of the Atlantean era. And so then we have to have this 20-year of transition before we come into the new. And we have got so far behind that everything has to collapse. It's like a house move. You go into the attic, you go into the cellar, you look at every single thing to decide whether you want to take it with you into the new paradigm or not. And so we're looking at the economics and banks are collapsing. The whole economic structure is no longer suitable for where we're going. So it has to collapse so that it can be ready for the new paradigm. The system of illusory money is not suitable for the new age that's coming. And it's not just the economy, it's politics, it's everything. So all the dinosaur businesses that are based on greed and coercion, they are all, one way or another, going to collapse. And they're going to be to be squeezed until they are ready to make the change because the new age is based on sharing, cooperation, doing what's for the highest good, working with joy, doing something that makes your heart sing, working for the good of nature, the good of humanity, the good of animals. If you're in one of those jobs, then you're most likely to move forward graciously and easily. But many souls, I'm sure you've noticed, have been having themselves made redundant. Mm -hmm. And the reason is we're moving into an age where the soul level is saying you must not do a job just to put a roof over your head. You have to do something that gives you soul satisfaction. So if somebody is made redundant or their business collapses, they are asked to focus on their spiritual growth. When your spiritual level is at the right frequency, you will then automatically attract to you the right abundant work for you. Unfortunately, many people are automatically looking for the same thing that they've just left behind because it's where they feel comfortable and safe. But it's not going to get them what they want. And so it's, again, another huge wake-up call for countries, for individuals, for everybody. That's quite fascinating and so pertinent to this time. Mm, Diana, so important. explain what you mean by fifth dimension. How will we experience it? Okay, fifth dimension is a state where you want to share, you want to cooperate, you want to work always for the highest good. So every decision you take is not for self. It's for the highest good of the family, the community, or whatever is going on. As soon as you start doing that, your heart is open and your mind is starting to be enlightened. So it's a state of growing enlightenment. Uh-huh. And in the fourth dimension, your heart starts to open. And that's when people are starting to move into peace movements and, and call for freedom. So it's analogous to what people are saying, uh, raising your vibration. It's exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are lots and lots of different ways of putting it, but it is living in a different way so that your frequency, your vibration is raised. So tell us about the new higher energies that are coming in. Um, what areas will we see changing? We're going to see every area changing. All secrets have to come to the surface. So people who've been hiding aspects of themselves or banks that have been hiding dirty money or businesses that have been or religions even, that have been hiding aspects, that's all got to come to the surface to be looked at, examined and cleansed. So everything is being changed. But let me say something about the energies coming in because it really is so exciting. 
we had a cosmic moment on 11-11 and there is to be a second more powerful one on the 21st of December this year. And a cosmic moment is when there is total silence throughout the universe just for a moment. The portals of heaven open and new energies pour in at a very, very high frequency. If you are ready and accepting, then it can make huge, miraculous changes even in your life and those around you. At the same time, there are 33 cosmic portals opening this year and many, many other sacred sites. But the cosmic portals, they are bringing in the light of the 12 rays plus the silver ray plus the Christ light. And that's the light of unconditional love. And the portals will open people will be able to access the energy, but it will also spread over the earth and subtly touch people. And so that this will make an impact everywhere on people. Also, there are 12 planetary chakras opening. Now, at the fall of Atlantis, people who had 12 chakras found they were closed down and we only had seven the other five chakras they contained are higher aspects. They also contained our 12 strands of DNA and the 44 strands of junk DNA, 44 being the number of Atlantis, contained all the gifts and talents of Atlantis, the clairvoyance, the telepathy, the higher healing powers, all the amazing things that they could do. They are contained in those in that junk DNA, which is starting to be opened up again Mm -hmm. as we bring back our 12 chakras. Now, the 12 planetary fifth-dimensional chakras are going to start to open this year, starting with the Earth Star, which is in London, which is why the Olympic Games is to be in London, because the universe wants lots of light focused on that place that enable the Kundalini to rise and open up all the planetary chakras. So this is like as above, so below, that the planet has chakras just like we do. Everything does, yes. Mm -hmm. The stars are all chakras for the universe. It's... um, Everything is linked, and as we interlink them, we draw energy from, say, a star into ourselves, into our higher chakra, and that can shift us in an extraordinary way. And this is going to start to be available to people more and more as this year goes on. See, 2012 doesn't just mark the ascension of this planet. It marks the ascension of this universe and all 12 universes. So everything is on a 20-year run to ascension, which is going to happen, whatever happens. And the timeline is this. 2012, the end of the old, the end of the 26,000-year era, the end of a 260,000-year cosmic era. And then we have an 11-year in-breath, which I've described, which is the house move, where we clear out the old, we bring stuff to the surface. And then from 2017 to 2022, that's when the main cleansing takes place. And I'd like to talk about that a little bit, how we can help that, because that's the time that we've been hearing so much fear about, Mm -hmm. when Every single thing on this planet has to be cleansed to be ready. And if we don't cleanse it ourselves with our thoughts and our prayers and our meditations, then, of course, the elements will do it for us. Uh And so it's very important that we clear it. And if we can't, we know how to connect with the elements to do it. And I will talk about that in a moment. And... um, well, I, I, just like, want to, I just want to interrupt. In case you've just joined us, listeners, you're listening to New Consciousness Review. I'm Miriam Knight, and we're speaking with Diana Cooper, discussing her book, Transition to the Golden Age, in 2032. Right, Diana, let's, let's talk about the, the actual shifts that, 
you will be seeing. And if we're talking about the elements, how about climate? Okay, there will be huge shifts. Because we have to cleanse every single thing on the planet, if we haven't cleansed it with our thoughts, then it will be done for us. Mm -hmm. And it will be done, as we know, through nature, through earthquakes, through hurricanes, through fire. We have already seen a start of it. Because what happened was it started with the huge, huge flooding in Pakistan. Now, that wasn't due to take place until 2017. But the higher soul of Pakistan realized that they were so far behind that they were holding the planet back. And so they called the cleansing in early. But they didn't learn the lessons the lessons were to cooperate with each other, to share, to accept abundance from and help from other people, but then to spread it to the people. And they didn't. And so because they didn't learn the lessons, some very brave and well, wise evolved people in Australia, in um, Queensland and all that, in Brisbane and all that area, they agreed at a soul level, to call in their cleansing early. Now, the, a terrible time was had. The animals made a huge sacrifice at that time. But they showed the world how to do it with cooperation and caring and everybody working together. So they fulfilled a soul obligation. Then there were other cleansings that were slightly different. For example, Japan. That was mainly about ancient karma, and um, it was also about modern karma in the way that they had treated the whales, the dolphins, the fishing industry, and the fact that they had nuclear power, which was unsafe, and they knew it was unsafe. And so this was all drawn to our attention with the tsunami. Mm -hmm. And uh, it shocked the entire world. Now, there is another lesson from that because a four-foot wave of that tsunami hit Hawaii. Now, there are very evolved people on Hawaii who understand these things and they didn't use their understanding because if you work with Poseidon, who is in charge of water, and Neptune, his elemental master, and the water elements, the undines, then you can talk to them, communicate with them on whatever way you do it, and ask that water to go round the island. And if they had done that, they would not have been hit by that tidal wave because they knew how to stop it. And so there were many, many lessons. Now, what people don't always understand is that water permeates everything, everything. It permeates our bodies. It permeates the atmosphere. We breathe in water with the oxygen. It's in the air around us. And water carries cosmic love. It is the way that love is spread. So as we recognize this and we direct the water, we can spread that love. So at the full moon, we can ask them, we can ask Poseidon and Neptune to purify the waters in our bodies. Mm. And it will have a huge impact. As I've said, with Hawaii, you can ask that the water flow round an island instead of over it. If you bless the water in the swimming pool, Everybody in that swimming pool will receive the fifth dimensional energy that comes into the water because you've blessed it. So they can, water cleanses our emotions. You can call on the waters to cleanse uh, any diseases, any emotionally based diseases because it's clearing it. And so we can, when we bless the water, we can ask it and direct it to help in the cleansing of the planet in a beautiful way rather than with horrible destruction and tsunamis. So would you, and, would you take that into your daily life, like blessing? I do. Mm -hmm. Like blessing Absolutely. the water you drink or bathe in and so on? Absolutely, bless the water you drink. I think most people have learned that anyway. Mm -hmm. But you can bless the water when you have a shower or a bath. You can 
ask the unicorns or Mother Mary to bring the cosmic love of the universe through the water into you at a level that you can carry. Mm-hmm. And this can profoundly affect you. You can call in the water and ask it to heal any emotionally based things that you have in your body, any old grief that you've got stuck, anything that's then concretized into an illness. Mm-hmm. And you- when we do this, we can, we can make it easier for the transition. Uh-huh. You give specific predictions for many countries and states around the world. Have you done this before? And, and you know, why, uh, what result have you seen? Um, well, we, I wrote the last book where I talked about um, what was happening in Australia and places, the 2012 and beyond, quite a bit before mm-hmm. um, the book, quite a bit before those events happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what I like to say is these are predictions based on where we're at now. And if we change that, then we can change the prediction. Mm-hmm. Because a prediction is only a forecast based on what's going to happen, based on our current thinking. Right. And so my books are, yes, this is the forecast, and this is what we can do to change it. Uh-huh. And uh, what amazed me when I was writing this book, the 2032, the transition to 2032, was not just the forecasts in each area, but how special energies had been laid down eons ago to help that area through this transition period. And there are so many. For example, one of the big portals and the main portals of the world is Hollow Earth Portal in the United States. And it's a very, very important portal because it gives us access to the center of the planet, which is a seventh dimensional chakra. And this covers Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, and the top of North Dakota. And in Oklahoma, for example, where there's a lot of karma from ancient times, wise beings hundreds and thousands of years ago planted beautiful love energy in the land to help open the hearts of people to help them with the transition. In Kansas, the Christ light coming through the the cosmic chakra is going to help to heal the hearts of the people so they can handle things. I think what's happening in South Dakota is absolutely amazing because the seraphim are actually who are the 144 angels round the Godhead who help hold the vibration of creation and the thoughts of um, the divine as they come out. They help to hold them and spread them. And they are actually coming into that land to touch the hearts of people, to prepare them to take their energy to a higher level so they can handle the shifts that take place there. Mm-hmm. What are and some so of the other portals? Some of the other portals in America. Well, what, what would well, you say were the, the sort of most um, important portals in terms of the shift? Well, for example, Yellowstone is a vast portal. It's a portal for nature, but it's not a cosmic portal. It doesn't have the Christ light coming through it. And it's the same as the Grand Canyon. That holds the energy of the Pleiades, which is the energy of love and healing. And so that will be spreading healing out to anybody who tunes into it or who goes there in their sleep, in their dreams, or who visits it in person. But again, it's not a a cosmic portal. The cosmic portal, one is in the Atlantic Ocean, and that's got the energy, uh, it's a portal of Atlantis. And so it's holding the energy from Golden Atlantis ready to physically help people to make their transition. And there's also a Lemurian one, which is based in Hawaii. And that's bringing forward the energy of Lemuria and the wonderful healing that they had and were able to use at that time. So are the portals something that we connect with directly? 
Absolutely. You can visit a portal in person. They're all lifted, listed in this book and they're listed in detail in 2012 and beyond. You can ask before you go to sleep at night to visit a portal and to receive the specific energies of that portal. And then you will, in your spirit, will go there in your sleep and you can receive the healing or whatever that portal is radiating. Mm-hmm. But you can always use your sleep time. You can ask to go to an archangel retreat or a retreat of the masters and you will be bathed in the energy of that archangel or master. And I think it's one of the simplest and and the best ways of helping yourself grow without doing a lot of work because it's being done for you as you're asleep. <laughs> I wish Which is always nice to know, isn't it? Absolutely. Always could... ask unicorns to hold you at night and they will start to bring about the desires of your soul. That would be great if you could do your exercise during sleep as well. Um, <laughs> Diana, you say that there will be great opportunities for growth offered during this transition to a new golden age. What does that mean? Well, it means that we have the opportunity to move from being in the third dimension, which is the tight place of selfishness and greed and thinking about yourself, to one of working for the angelic hierarchy, for the um, higher energies, so that we personally grow from being a third dimensional being to being an enlightened ascended master. In the keys to the universe, I give the 50 keys that are will enable everybody, if they wish to, to move from being where they are into enlightenment and full ascension. And this is the first time now that this has been possible in a lifetime since Atlantis. So this is primarily spiritual growth. It is spiritual growth we're talking about because it's the growth of the soul. Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity that your soul will never, ever receive again. And how will we see this express itself, for example, in politics or the economy? We have to uh, see that as more people move into the fifth dimension, they are going to want to say, we cannot have people starving when other people have spare. Mm -hmm. And they will start to change how they think about the economies of the world. And this is already starting to change, but in a small way, I think we'll see it accelerating next year and we'll start to say we cannot have um, pharmaceutical companies dictating to us holding the world in a uh, over a barrel when we need to start bringing back more gentle natural healing methods to help everybody these are all part of a shift in consciousness that is going to start changing the world so the forecast is that tibet will be freed by 2022 um, because china will no longer be in a place where they want to have tibet enthralled to them and so there will be lots more freedom which is another higher quality and we will see this played out now it's being played out for us all in the arab world but it's going to start taking place all over the world People are going to express their discontent. People, power is going to come into place and it will shift governments in America, in the UK, around Europe. And this is going to continue and accelerate to make sure that everybody is free and in a higher space. Mm -hmm. What can we do to prepare for this shift or how can we accelerate it for ourselves? As I've said, you can... Use your sleep time to make sure that you move into a higher frequency at night. When you shower or bath, you can use that time to uh, connect with the higher energies of water. You can look at yourself and if you feel very angry with somebody, you can start to bless them and shift your anger and make your the whole situation into a higher frequency. Every time you see an ambulance or a police station, police car or somebody unhappy you can ask the angels to help them Mm -hmm. and everything you send out every single thing you send out comes back to you you can spend more time in nature connecting with the trees 
blessing the trees, so many trees are dispirited. They are withering and feeling that they're being chopped down in their millions and they're not valued. One person going and connecting with a tree and talking to the trees is going to help all the trees in that area. We had a gale in England in 1987, I think it was, and um, I knew somebody who had two little girls and he used to take them every day to this hill to hug these two trees, their favorite trees. When the gale came, every tree on that hillside was was um, uprooted except those two trees <laughs> and they said to him was it oh, was it our love that kept those trees there and i asked the angels and they said absolutely it was uh-huh uh-huh and uh you you mentioned in our earlier conversation uh that your garden had been spared just a few weeks ago when everyone else around you was pretty much flattened. Absolutely. If you stay calm and centered, you talk to the elements and you ask the winds to stay calm, it can change a hurricane into a breeze. And I had another example of that when I lived on a Caribbean island and a hurricane approached us. And I just took the children inside and we sat in an inner room and we played games and we were very calm and the hurricane missed the island. Now, I didn't understand those things then, except that I knew that I had to keep everything calm. Mm -hmm. But later, my guide told me that it was because of that that the hurricane missed the island. Well, you know, in this climate of politics and economy and everything being in this crisis mode, there mm-hmm. is such fear that's being engendered by the media and by, by circumstances. Um, speak a little bit to the importance of avo- avoiding this fear. I think that the best thing to do is to just center yourself in all these situations. Mm-hmm. Ask the angels and literally trust the angels to make sure that they help you and you're in the right place. Trust is enormously important. But it, it's like it, prayer, isn't it? It is the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I'm sorry about this. I did pull the phone out, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it won't listen. Goodness. And... Um, this morning, I was walking in my woods, and there was a huge stag, and it was just standing at the edge of the woods, and several people came past, and the dogs were barking, and the stag stood there majestically and looked at us. And a stag or a deer stands for trust, mm-hmm. and the message that stag was radiating to everybody was trust. And that is the lesson of getting through the the next 20 years, it's trust. And focus on the magnificent opportunities rather than the fear. Mm-hmm. Because whatever we focus on, it comes about. And well, so we can change our destiny. And you also said that uh, at some level, this is part of the agreement that our souls make to um, help the whole of humanity progress um, in addition to the individuals um, like your your description of the um, uh, Australian flood. Um, so it, it would be um, uh, at some level important for us to go through these crises in order to bring all of those around us who may not be at the same level of awakening up to speed, would you say? Um, I think that some crises we probably have to go through and um, others, by staying centered, we don't have to go through them because we don't create them. We create a great many of our own crises. I mean, if a country decided that they were going to do everything for the highest good instead of just for the economy and money, then the 
country would be a very different place, but people would be able to take the transition more easily. You see, we are going to something better. It's just that we have to um, collapse the old before we can start with the whole new civilization that we're creating. I mean, it's a massive opportunity to create a new civilization and to be here right at the beginning of it, which is what we've chosen to do. But you did, so, say, you did say in your book um, that certain states in the, sta- in the United States, for example, um, had a lot of karma to release. And so they would be going through more difficult periods than other states that are really more uh, uh, awakened or ascended. Uh, that is absolutely true, unless they take at a collective level a decision to clear their karma. Uh Let me give you an example of England, because we had a whole lot of karma from the days of the British Empire. And how we're clearing it, though people are not aware of it, is we opened the floodgates to immigration. And our task is to help them and enable them to get back their their sense of who they are, uh, regain their power. And that's, our, that's actually our karma. Now, we owed a lot of karma to Poland because we didn't support them early enough in the war. And as a result, a lot of Polish people are coming to our country and they are taking back their, the money that they've earned to their country to help their economy. But we're not doing nearly enough to clear the karma, but we are doing something. Mm-hmm. And so there are decisions that countries can make or states can make at a higher level, which will, which will clear the karma more quickly for them. Mm-hmm. So perhaps we can go through some of the predictions that you have for specific regions. Are, are some more portentous than others? Well, I think that if you're living anywhere high up, like you are in Oregon, then you have got fabulous things, possibilities to happen, new golden communities to start. I think a lot of people will come and live up in the mountains. There will be mass movements later on. As But in a place like Oregon, where the energy is very pure and clear, it's directly in the influence of Michael, whose portal is in Banff in Canada, and Gabriel, who is in Mount Shasta in the north of California. And so it's got a wonderful energy in that part. And there are parts, for example, of California that are glorious and pure, especially up in the mountains, and parts that are hedonistic and where there will be clearance and possibly flooding, possibly fires, anything to transmute the old stuck energies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So would you say that, is there like a general rule that higher places have uh, clearer energies? If a place is surrounded by water, and then that place is likely to be clearer. If it's very high up and it's being cleansed by snow, which is Archangel Gabriel's way, his pure white of cleansing an area, then that area is likely to be at a higher frequency. Of course, if there are forests, that also helps because the trees hold the ancient knowledge and wisdom and help to clear a place. Mm-hmm. So every tree that there is is working tremendously hard for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned golden communities. What did you mean by that? Well, <laughs> we've had five golden ages so far and they've all They've been called golden ages because the land itself and the people radiated a golden aura. And we are moving to a time where people are going to start sharing, cooperating, working and living together um, for the highest good. And they will then collectively radiate a golden aura and that will make them into a golden community. The golden cities, likewise, they are mostly going to be higher up because that's where the land is purer. But they will be built with the new spiritual technology that's starting to come in. And again, their people will want what is for the highest good of the place and for everybody there. And the aura of the cities will be golden. And do you foresee where they might be located? 
Well, where places are high and pure and clear, that is where they will be, where there aren't going to be land movements, where people want to make something special happen. Mm-hmm. See, there are going to be other places where it's going to be much more difficult, where, say, there are already lots of high-rise blocks, flats, people are not connected to the earth, they've lost that connection, and so they're going to need to find it again before they can move into what they need to, where they need to be. So do you think it's impossible to do within a dense urban environment? I think it's much more difficult, Mm -hmm. much more difficult, because uh, if you're a sensitive person... One, if you're on a high rise, you're not going to be connected to the earth. And then you've got so surrounded by people and all their energy and you're taking that in and possibly cleansing it through your own or energy system. That's a very exhausting place to be. And I think it's going to be so much harder for people who are in cities like that. Yes. Well, and we have free choice. Everybody has the opportunity to move to where they need to be. You know, that's an interesting um, comment because not everybody sees the fact that they have free choice. They think that, that their lives are determined by their education, by their job, by their talents. And you're saying that really... It's up to them. They can make a change at any moment. I think that there is an awful lot of victim consciousness about. Mm -hmm. And victim consciousness is when somebody is in the third dimension and they don't don't think that they're masters of their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think you're master of your life, then you let things happen to you. And and if you take mastery, you know that you envision what you want, you focus on what you want without doubt or deviation, you ask the angels and tell them if it's for your highest good to bring it about, and that's when it happens. You actually have a school. Uh, is this what you teach in your school? Oh, the school, te- the Diana Cooper School, it teaches, we run courses on connecting people with angels. There's an Ascension course. There's a Golden Atlantis course to- teaching all about Atlantis. Um, we've got one now, which is starting on the keys to the universe. There are, there are several sections, all of different um, areas of books. I've written 19 adult books and lots of children's books. Mm-hmm. And so all the different areas are covered in the course there's a transform your life section too, to help people with the basic understandings about how life works and that's based on the spiritual laws and on healing your inner child and really understanding what life's about and can people connect to this online or do they have to be uh, physically in england no 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 it's we have teachers all over the world oh mm-hmm. yeah we have teachers on every continent and um they're, they train others, and we have master teachers who go out and train people to become teacher trainers themselves. And so, yes, it's been spreading hugely. You know, a lot of people may kind of scratch their heads when they talk about angels, but more and more people, uh, particularly anyone who has a digital camera, um, have been seeing orbs. That's right. I've written two books on orbs, Enlightenment Through Orbs and Ascension Through Orbs. And we get hundreds on our Facebook and website all the time. And we translate them for people. And an orb is the sixth dimensional light body of an angel, which is, impresses itself on a film. And after you have caught the orb and you've printed it out, for example, it still carries that angelic energy and can help you. And some of them are awesome, completely amazing. You just simply cannot believe the energy that they carry and this was done because the angels have said for a long time that they wanted to give us physical proof of their presence and so what they did was impress onto the scientists and technologists who are creating digital cameras to use the exact frequency that a seventh dimensional angel could bring its energy down to and then they created those cameras so that people could much more easily 
capture an angel. And you capture an orb if your consciousness is aligned with that energy. Mm -hmm. So it depends entirely on the person taking the picture, whether or not they get an orb. If, for example, you're very aligned to Metatron, then you may well get a beautiful orange orb and Metatron himself or one of his angels has come to you and been captured on your film. So what is an angel? Well, an angel is the seventh dimensional being of light. See, and we are at a much lower frequency, mm-hmm. which is why we mostly cannot see or hear them, because we can't necessarily tune into their wavelength. But they are between, well, the seventh and the twelfth dimension, and they are extraordinary, beautiful beings of light. Mm-hmm. And they're here to help us. And mm-hmm. all we have to do is ask for that help, and we will receive it. So, Diana, can you paint us a word picture of this new golden age we're moving into? It's going to be a time of great beauty and love where people work together, they cooperate together and help each other. There will not be things like insurance companies. Everybody will be working to support each other. It'll be the first time since Atlantis that people can experience true happiness while they're on Earth. People will do creative things, music, things that make their heart and their soul sing again. There won't be need to work in the old way, and that old paradigm of left-brain thinking will be passed. Spiritual technology is coming in, and this is going to not cost the earth, not harm anybody, and help everybody in ways that... We can't even comprehend right now. And they, when we ask about the spiritual technology, they say there's no point in telling you because it's beyond your understanding. But it will be awesome and amazing. People will be getting back their wonderful spiritual gifts. More and more people are already becoming psychic, clairvoyant, telepathic. More and more people are bringing healing through and working with crystals. And this is the sort of thing that is going to expand in the new golden age. The houses will no longer be square. They will be rounded and all based on sacred geometry so that the angels sing through them and people can feel the energies. Oh, my goodness. That's that's a golden description. It really makes my heart swell. Hmm. There'd be lots of water everywhere and fountains and oh. and sport and joy and laughter. Well, I, I recommend to all of our listeners to get Diana's book, which is Transition to the Golden Age in 2032. And Diana, your website is dianacooper.com. That's right. D-I-A-N-A-C-O-O-P-E-R dot com. Yes. Oh, excellent. Well, our guest next week will be Kedar Prasad, PhD, and we'll be discussing his very useful book, Fighting Cancer with Vitamins and Micronutrients. He will offer important information for those dealing with cancer. You can learn more about Diana's book, Kedar's book, and and our whole panoply of guests on ncreview.com. Diana, thank you so much for joining us today and for the encouraging messages you've brought us. We live in exciting times. Thank you for having me. Bless you. And now it's time for our track of the week with music selected by Scott Johnson from among members of the Positive Music Association. They have styles ranging from pop and rock to folk and jazz, and this growing group of musicians is using music not only to entertain, but to make a positive difference in people's lives and in the world. This week, we're featuring a song called Love is a Boomerang by Armand and Angelina. Love is a boomerang, everybody sing with me. Love is a boomerang, you give it away and it comes right back. Love is a boomerang Hear the words that set you free Love is a boomerang You give it away and it comes right back Love is a boomerang Everybody sing with me Love is a boomerang You give it away and it comes right back Love is a boomerang He 
hear the words that set you free. Love is a boomerang. You give it away and it comes right back. Give a listen, everybody, to what's burning in my soul. There's something you can use, gonna make you healthy, safe, and whole. You can read it in the Bible, it's in the golden rule. You don't need to go to the land down under to find this magic tool. Because love is a boomerang, so is money, so is kindness. Love is a boomerang, you give it away and it comes right back. Love is a boomerang, so is anger, so is judgment. Love is a boomerang. You give it away and it comes right back When you wake up in the morning Try a different attitude Instead of drinking coffee Fill yourself with gratitude Try loving everything you see It'll change the way you live There ain't no way to outgive God I guarantee you this be gone Love is a boomerang So is money, so is kindness Love is a boomerang You give it away and it comes right back Love is a boomerang so is anger, so is judgment, love is a boomerang You give it away and it comes right back Love is a boomerang Everybody sing with me Love is a boomerang You give it away and it comes right back Love is a boomerang These are words to set you free Love is a boomerang You give it away and it comes right back Love is a boomerang So is money, so is kindness Love is a boomerang Give it away and it comes right back. Love is a boomerang. So is anger, so is judgment. Love is a boomerang. You give it away and it comes right back. You give it away and it comes right back. Can't give it away because it comes right back. Oh, yeah. That was Love is a Boomerang by Armand and Angelina. Armand is an ordained musical minister, singer-songwriter, pianist, Native American flautist, and Angelina is a classically trained vocalist and classical guitarist. They travel around the country sharing their music, whose purpose is to remind us of our oneness. You can visit their website at armandandangelina.com. That's A-R-M-A-N-D-A-N-D-A-N-G-E-L-I-N-A dot com. And to discover more great music or to join the PMA, go to PositiveMusicAssociation.com. Well, that wraps up our show for today. If you're looking for more great information and inspiration, check out the books and films, interviews and reviews at ncreview.com. If you have any comments on the show, you can leave them on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ncreview. And if you enjoyed our show, I hope you'll tell your friends. So until next week, I'm Miriam Knight for New Consciousness Review. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>